0: Hola amigos Welcome to another episode of The Blow Up The girls podcast by a girl For a girl I'm so happy to be here with you guys for yet another episode If you're new, my name is Courtney I am the host of this podcast Um, We get on here, we smoke, we have a good time We talk, you know just a little girl chat For the girls, duh and if you're we returning, listener, I hope you're subscribed. I'll be having notifications on to get all things blow up whenever we update our episodes. Follow us on Instagram at theblow.up to keep up with us. Um, I'm really happy to have you guys here. I really getting excited every time I um I record another episode because I'm just so excited for the consistency like I'm so into this I don't know like even though I don't really make money from this yet um I still feel like it's my full-time job and especially now like I'm kind of gonna put the like the pedal to the metal to make this something that is you know Quality that is something that I'm super, super, I'm already super passionate about it, but something that is, uh, tangibly, like, worthwhile of me putting all these hours into it, like, I want to be able to make money from this eventually, I want to make it bigger than what it is now, I always tell people I'm gonna be famous, so I'm gonna be famous for doing something good, and I feel like this podcast is my good. Um, When I, I think I said this on here, but I had an astrology reading, and she told me that I would be really successful doing a podcast. And excuse me, well, I'll be burping. But, um, I always get compliments on the way that I speak, and my voice, and the things that I have to say, and especially, like, ever since I started to give validation to those comments, I've just been feeling more and more fired up for, to let people hear my voice and hear what I gotta say because I, be doing, I do be saying good shit. Um. It's really encouraged me to go hard with this podcast because even with the reception that I get on here, um, it just makes me so happy and, and the validation, everyone's wants validation every every once and again and I really just do be needing it sometimes for that extra push of encouragement because I do doubt myself just like every human being on this earth. Like, yes, I'm confident and I know who I am, but also... I do struggle with imposter syndrome and, you know, uh, self, self-doubt self and anxiety. So sometimes those things do be loud as fuck in my ear and I have to tell them, bitch, stay the fuck down there. We gonna listen to Courtney up here, in my higher self, because whoever that is down there, they talking shit in the dawn. I don't like that. <sighs> so... Um, with that being said, I'm not smoking today, you all. I had an edible. My plug started making edibles. So I had a brownie, and that hoe is hitting. Like, I'm still fried. I ate that hoe at like 12 o'clock. This morning, I'm still high, y'all. I'm still high. So we just gonna rock out how we rocking out right now. And I, if y'all smoking, I hope y'all smoking with me because that's the whole reason why we're here, right? We supposed to be smoking with each other um light your joint your bowl your blunt fire up your pen shit you have it edible i hope you ate that whole like 20 30 minutes prior so it's kicking in right now goddamn because whoo i'm going in circles right now but y'all oh my god so i got fired from my job but fuck them folks because i had already put in my two weeks anyway so they could eat my ass i got fired because somebody walked out on me and they was like "Well, it's your fault and I don't think it's my fault, but whatever. They can they can have that shit because I got something for that ass. Okay? I got something for that ass. So, they call me Miss Last Laugh. Pete, my Twitter header. Um, I've actually been manifesting and actively searching for another job anyway. And not just any job. Like, honestly, I'm done with the service industry. That's not for me. I forgot that I had told myself before I even started working that I would never get into the, like the service industry, the restaurant industry. I felt like that was just like a dead end. It's something that like everything that I say now that it doesn't feed me, it doesn't I don't have, there's no type of exchange, no type of reciprocation of like of like benefits besides money. And I I never wanted this for myself anyway. So by me even getting this job has been a a little slap to my old me and I didn't realise it until I was talking to a friend of mine who said the same thing and I was like, Damn, I did tell myself that and I and I still did it. So that made me a little sad and I was like, Damn, I kinda wanna quit my job now that I'm, you know, talking about this and now that I realize and like, no, nah, don't do that. And I'll say, No, nah, I'm not gonna do that. But see, look how God worked because I ended up having to put in my tweaks because they pissed me off. They've been pissing me off now. So, look how God worked. I end up, you know, not being employed anyway. So, I just know that this is all a part of God's plan. That's why I'm not shipping whatsoever because I have already like lined myself up to be fine uh in the event that this would happen because I did have a feel like a feeling that I wouldn't like be able to finish out my two weeks um so I'm fine I'd already started my job search well before this anyway so in Jesus name my new job my next job will be something that is you know it's something that feeds me its Soothes my, like, my, my spirit. That soothes my spirit, you know. It's not going to be, like, the easiest job in the world. Like, I'm very well aware of the fact that, like, nothing is going to be easy. But I do want it to be something that makes me feel comfortable going there. And I don't want to be disgusted going there like I was going to my last job, bitch. Because I was disgusted. Literally, physically, mentally, emotionally. Disgusted whenever I walked in there, bitch. So, my next job, you know, I want to feel like I'm being challenged. I want to feel like I'm being watered. And I want to feel like I'm growing into, like, a certain direction. And if, you know, that's not the case, then I'll just have to move on again. Because I'm not settling. I'm not settling. Because that's what I did these past couple months. Because I had an obligation. And I don't have that obligation anymore. So... I'm not going to sit here and do that to myself. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. And I'm glad that God has, like, cleared this out of my plate because I didn't need it anymore. I didn't want it anymore anyway. So I could eat my motherfucking dick. They have been pissing me off uh, these past couple months anyway. They've been trying me and disrespecting me and, you know, making me lose my sleeping habits, my eating habits, you know, I'm gaining weight, stressed out, I'm tired. No bitch. Y'all can eat my ass. I'm not gonna overextend myself for a job that doesn't do shit for me. So let that be a lesson to y'all. If your job is not serving you, let that bitch go. Put in your two weeks and start the job search because that's where I'm at right now. I'm gonna let y'all know what ends up happening. But I have a very good feeling about whatever is next for me because I've really been, like I said, manifesting, actively searching, um, doing the work in order to be able to like secure my next opportunity and, um, I'm waiting to hear back for a few things, uh, some things I'm not sure about, but I know that whatever is next, I know it's coming, yeah, bitch it's gonna be good it better be good fuck all i need is to feel i need that like that luxury of being comfortable and i think that I, i'm very deserving of that i feel like i'm definitely done my time it doesn't even have to be like the best paying job like because i like i said i don't pay bills my only obligation right now is really just for me to is for me to save money. That's really my only obligation right now besides like my lifestyle expenses. And so I'm really not too worried about it to keep it a buck thousand. The best thing out of this whole situation has been the fact that I am able to have such a clear vision of where I wanna go from here. I know what I want I know what I require and I know what I value and I think I didn't have that vision or that picture in my head before but I definitely do now like I have very high standards for you know wherever I go working next I have values I hold near and dear and I have you know requirements um, for myself because I don't think it was okay for me to settle even though I had an obligation it wasn't okay for me to settle And um, that's what I did. So even though I made a mistake, it wasn't really a mistake, but even though I made a choice that I was, ultimately, I think I was, like, angry with my choice coming towards the end of it because, like, I was disgusted with that place, like, actually. And, like, I would just be so mad when shit would happen there, and I would, like, not allow myself to validate that I was mad like it was like a crime for me to be mad but it's really not um I used to think that because I'm kind of in a privileged situation or a, or an advantageous situation that I am not allowed to have feelings of like sadness or be mad at certain things or not like certain things or hold standards for certain things but bitch yes the fuck I can okay Yes, I can. If I'm mad at something, I'm mad. And that's okay. I hate when people are like, oh, like, you're mad. You're a big mad. Oh, like, she was a little moved. Yes, she is a little moved. Courtney is a little moved. She's very much moved. I'm a little bit perturbed. Okay, I'm a little tickled, bitch. I'm fucking mad. And rightfully so. Um, I'm not going to sit here and downplay my emotions to, like, make other people feel comfortable you know what I mean? And not, it not even necessarily make other people feel comfortable, but just in general, I felt like I was just doing myself a disservice, trying to convince myself that being angry was a bad thing at certain things. You know what I mean? Because it's not. Being angry or being mad is a natural ass feeling. And it was okay, and it still is okay for me to be mad or be angry or be upset, irritated, any of those negative emotions. Because it's not low vibrational, bitch, it's natural. And speaking of natural, I have a fucking bone to pick with society. Why is there a stigma about women masturbating? I want to talk about this because I've only become comfortable recently with talking to my friends about like playing with my coochie. And as natural as it is, as common as you think it would be, and I, so I feel like it kind of is But at the same time isn't It's still something that's super like Taboo to talk about for whatever Reason like women don't Get horny or something Like mm, very odd to me Sorry y'all just drop something If you heard a little commotion Um commotion We swinging in low motion With that girl said sweetie said Commotion we having a commotion Hold on y'all I'm gonna get a little sippy sip. Soup. Oh, I know y'all like her big thirsty ass. (laughs) I am thirsty, bitch. I'm high as fuck. Throat dry to the bitch. But, yeah, I just started getting comfortable talking about playing with my kids with my friends. And I feel like maybe it's because I'm young. I'm like, I'm only 20. But I feel like, you know, young boys. Like, boys are always comfortable at at any age talking about playing with their dick or fucking you know what I mean like whether it's sex or playing with your coochie or you know whatever the case may be like there's just so much embarrassment around the topic of being sexual with women and I don't understand why we allow that to take place even when it's just us um, Because, like, start talking about playing with your Gucci around, like, some, like, women. Like, some of them going to look, be looking at you like, bitch, what? Like, why are you talking about that? Like, hmm, let me turn up the nose. And I don't really understand why. Because some women really do think that they are better because they don't masturbate. Which I cannot understand. Because I don't think anything is better about not getting your nut. I don't think there's anything good about that, Miss Mammals, Especially if you can't do it yourself. Because I feel like... A lot of times when women can't, like, when women, especially women who say that they've never had orgasm from a man, not to, like, let niggas off the hook because niggas do be trash and they don't be knowing how to fuck, but, um, if you, if you don't masturbate, that means that you don't know what you like, nine times out of ten. It means that you can't give yourself an orgasm. You don't know what you don't like. So, it's going to take a lot of trial and error for... And a lot of bad experiences for you to, like, figure all of that out. Because you're, like, using humans. You're using, like, your sex with men as your test dummies. So, of course, you're going to think sex is fucking terrible. And these niggas are not be, like going to be able to get you off because you can't even get yourself off. You don't know what to tell them. Because they, I mean... As much as you like, why the fuck is he fucking like that? Or why he looking at it like that? He like, why this bitch don't know what the fuck? I don't know. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, he probably like, well, I mean, what else can I do? And you can't tell him shit because you ain't got no direction, ho. Because you ain't even playing with the good God Goddamn. So, um, I did a little bit of research because I didn't want to be talking about this blindly. I wanted to do a little right for you all. Um, According to PRnewswire.com, um 78% of adults in the world masturbate. For men on the global scale, they only uh did a survey of like British, German, and Americans. 96% of British men masturbate, 93% of German men masturbate, and 92% of American men Masturbate. That's just actually kind of surprising because I thought I would have thought American men would have the the highest percentage out of anybody. Because I feel like America has a really really big like sex fixation. This is just a very like sexual country. So I'm kind of surprised by that that we have the lowest percentage of men that masturbate out of these three countries. But um, seventy eight. British women masturbate look at that percentage jump 78 to 96 of British women and men 76% of German and American women women masturbate so 76% of American women to 92% of American men What's that difference? 96, or what is it? 90, yeah, 92 minus 76. I'm literally pulling out my calculator right now because I can't, because I can't do mental math. Sorry, y'all. 92 minus 76 is 16. That's a 16% difference. Um, I think that's big. That's That means that like millions, 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 of women are not playing with that coochie. Millions of women do not know what a clitoral orgasm feels like. And I'm so sorry to those women. <laughs> I'm so sorry to those women because what are you saying to me? You ain't never went down there and did a little rubber dub dub Nigga, what are you saying? Couldn't have been me. Couldn't have been me because, uh, yeah. I started playing my love coochie when I was young too. Um, that might be, like, a little inappropriate to say, but, I mean, I just don't understand, like, how could you not masturbate? I understand why some people wouldn't do it out of, you know, religious reasons, but I feel like the main reason why women don't is because all of these myths and all the propaganda that goes around about, uh, women's sexuality. So, let's get into a few more of these facts, babe. So, some women literally only masturbate a few times a year a few times a year while you know a bitch like me i'm like i'm like my coaching i'm not cooler. cooler i say at the least like three times a week Um, depending on my schedule, (laughs) depending on my schedule. So in 2017, a cross-sectional probability survey of 2021 adults, which uh, 1,046 of them were women and 975 of them were men, found that about 40% of women masturbated within the previous month. So A 40%, I got to do some math on that too, y'all. I can't do the mental math. So 40% of 1046 is four, bitch, what? That's 40, hold on, that can't be right. That can't be right. It it say 40, but I don't think I typed this in right. Hold on, y'all. Okay, that's 418. So only 418 women out of 1,046. Uh, women play with their coochies, which is wild to me. I just cannot believe that. Like, what is the other 60% doing? Like, are you getting big on the regular? Do you just, do you not get horny? Like, if you do get horny, like, what are you do? Like, do you just ignore it? Do you just do something else until it goes away? I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Um, if you don't masturbate can you please let me know why you don't and what has turned you off from masturbating because I truly even though I've done this research I'm still like trying to understand the concept of it like I'm trying to put myself in your position um because I can't visualize it. That's just not a life that I live. And I'm not judging. I'm not judging. I probably sound very judgy, but I just cannot imagine, like, a life of me not playing with my cat Um, I don't think that there's any reason not to. Like, I just think that there's so many benefits. Like, once you start getting comfortable with yourself and you know what's what around this bitch... You know, when you start fucking with dudes, like, you're just able to have so much more fun and flexibility because, you know, at the end of the day, like, you are going to be able to get yours with or without that man. And it just makes sex a lot more enjoyable when you do get it because, you know, you can, you can be a lot more involved. And like directives, I think that guys like that when you know what you like and you can kind of direct them and like you can have a good time together because it'll. It's only a good time when we're having a good time. So beyond that, I mean, you get better sleep. Shit, I'm having a headache. Shit, it's it's just less risky in general i don't gotta worry about no little babies i'm gonna worry about getting uh std tested after because last time i went she had to get two vials of blood out of me and that needle was big as fuck and i really don't want to go back but i know i got to now um shit it's just it's risk-free it's free as fuck like Materially, it's free, and you don't gotta do too much. You really don't. You don't gotta go out of your way. You don't gotta deal with none of these, you know, dumbass knuckles. You know, it's so accessible. It's it's good for your cramps too. It's good for your cramps too. I'm reading. It's good for your cramps. Um. What's the last time I masturbated it? I'm like, period. I'm trying to remember because I didn't start getting cramps until like my last period. It's I. Mm. If I do remember, it was a good time. If I do remember, it was a good time. If I did, I wouldn't doubt that it's a good. Uh, that it's a good cramp reliever. Um, I don't see why it would cause depression or kill your sex drive or cause infertility. I think those are all myths. Um, not even think. They are because I don't think that any of that has been scientifically proven to be true. Um, depression from masturbation would most likely stem from being shamed into believing that masturbation is negative in general. I know when I was younger, I literally used to think that because I masturbated that like bad things would happen to me. I thought that by me masturbating, I was like manifesting bad luck. I literally thought that, like, because I swear to God, but I was, I ended up manifesting it because that's what I would focus on. I swore that after every time I got done, like, something bad would happen that same day. And it doesn't happen anymore, but I felt so bad about masturbating because I didn't know that it was, like, a normal, I mean, I knew it was normal, but I felt bad about it still. So... That's where a lot of the anxiety or depression might come from and I think that it would just take a lot of work for women to be able to undo that that cultural shame, that cultural co am I saying it right? Cultural shame and um just that stigma around it. You have to do the work to, you know, empower yourself to be able to do things like Um, not only masturbate, but, you know, have sex in a liberated way or not have sex in a liberated way, because at the end of the day, it's our bodies, and whether you choose to masturbate or not should be your choice, but you shouldn't let, you know, other individuals, especially the ones who don't have vaginas, influence you to feel one way or the other, because, Best believe and rest assured, they're going to get theirs whenever they get home. I assure you they are. So, if you're not playing with the cutie cat, I advise you to get comfortable with yourself. Go get some lingerie. Um, Go get a cute little toy. Amazon has plenty, babes. My first vibrator was from Amazon. And if you're listening to this and you have the King L vibrator shout out to you shout out to you because i feel like that's a lot of our beginner um vibrators if you're like in the or if you're in this generation which of course you are because you're listening to the girls podcast for these 20 somethings but yeah shout out to you shout out to you um you can go into like the store the store like the sex store is actually really fun like it might be a little intimidating from the outside but I promise you like the girls that worked at the sex shop that I went to this one time were so sweet and so helpful and like it was not awkward at all um there's usually couples or Um, like, girlfriends, and it's a cute time, like, just go and, like, look around, you don't even have to buy anything, but just, like, get comfortable being around other people who are comfortable with their sexuality, because it's nothing to be ashamed of, it's something to be celebrated, it's something to be proud of, and, you know, it's something that you should feel comfortable indulging in if that's what you want to do. And there are so many different ways that you can masturbate, I think that when a lot of women think about, um, masturbating we just think about like sticking a couple fingers up there when in reality like I don't even do that um I feel like if it's not another nigga doing that then I just don't really see the point cuz I doesn't feel like anything to me I don't know if I'm not doing it right but I mean I'm just going to have to not being be doing it right I'll just choose to do something else because um that's not my go to but there's just so many different like types of orgasms and orgasms that you can get that you don't even have to do that. The most common orgasm that, you know, most women go for when they masturbate is a clitoral orgasm because that click gonna do what it need to do every time now. She gonna do what it need to do. So that's why it gets you a vibrator the first time that you start getting into masturbating because I'm gonna tell you right now, you gonna get into that click getting licked and, yeah, I'm going to be really happy for you. If you are one of those people, one of the women, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to make y'all feel bad if you don't. I promise I'm not, but I'm just, I'm really just a little thrown off, you know, doing all the, the reading that I've done. It's, it's I'm a little just surprised. I ain't going to lie to you. But if you are one of the women who don't masturbate, I really encourage you to, like, go to the six store, or like, go on Amazon after this and get you a vibrator. Like, I'm really advocating for you right now. And I'm pushing you and I'm I'm rooting for you because you deserve this. You deserve this. Um, Definitely get you a vibrator or look into... Uh, any of the other clerical toys that they have out there, like they have the rose. The rose is super popular. Avery got that hoe, and she just be she, she be using the fuck out of that bitch. Um, listen, I want to get me one. So for Christmas, that's definitely my Christmas list. I have my whole Christmas list uh planned out, as y'all know, and I'm gonna definitely be spoiling myself, and the rose will be seeing me sooner than later, baby girl. Um, you can also get a vaginal Orgasm You can use a dildo You can use um, Eggs You can use your fingers You can use you know gl- A whole bunch of shit Y'all you know, know folks get real freaky dinky Out here we are not gonna get into all that But there's um, An anal orgasm I'm not really an anal type of girl Just yet I feel like um, I'm just not there. I'm a little more vanilla than that. Um, I'm scared. I thought that um one of the guys that I was fucking with at one point was trying to get into my booty and I was like, babe, what what are you doing? Like I was scared. I was like, Are you trying to get into my butt? Like I literally got scared. Like not scared, scared, but I was just like nervous. I was like, Oh no nah. I was like, Oh no nah. But um people do be, you know, plugging the booty up with a little thumb or a little finger but butt plugs they put dildos in that home and i support y'all that's not me but i definitely support y'all uh shit some people orgasm just off like nipple play or you know what else just a uh, different erogenous zones is what they're called is what i'm reading so erogenous zones are any place on your body that gives you sexual pleasure without actually being um, on any of your like sexual parts like your vagina or the penis or uh, the breast. so your your or no your nipples are actually considered an erogenous zone, excuse me um, so your nipples your ears your neck your inner thighs Arms uh, are all erogenous zones. Me personally, like the inner thighs, really be doing it for me. Like, letting me kiss on my thighs, babs. We can go ahead and start picking up baby names, but not really. But definitely have them in your notes because I have them in mine. My... Um, <laughs> you can explore all of this on your own, though, is my point. There's so many different things to discover with your own body and so many different combinations that you can make up and create and so many different accessories. They got six games, they got they got different types of loot, they got different types of toys, they got all this porn out here, um, they got all this lingerie out here. Like there's no reason for y'all to be depriving yourselves if this is you. I want you to do better for you. Not do better. I feel like I sound very judgmental, but I really want better for you because I feel like if you're not making yourself come, then like you're not doing the best that you can do for yourself. I'm just gonna say it plain and simple like that. You're not doing the best that you can do for yourself. And ask your big sister or little sister, depending on how old you are, but your big little sister, because I am only 20. I'm still letting y'all know that if you're not doing what needs to be done, you need to get on the motherfucking wagon and do what needs to be done. I'm going to put this article in the bio of whatever platform that y'all are listening to so that y'all can go read it for yourselves and get educated, get um just more comfortable with the way that your body works or just like the realm of masturbation and sexuality so if you're interested tap the link in the spotify or apple podcast bio and get your learning on i actually can't wait for the day that i can play with my kitchen whenever however and however loud that i want to in my own crib because i will in fact be in the kitchen with it i will be on the couch with it i will be in the laundry room with it i will be on the patio with it and there will be nothing that a soul can say to me about it but until then i still live at home and i am not mad about it at all i actually feel very comfortable But it's kind of led me to be thinking, like, am I a little bit too comfortable living here? Excuse me. Am I a little bit too comfortable? Because I feel like this is around the time where you start feeling that pressure to move around if you're not on, like, if you're not in college, like, on a college campus, living on campus, Um, you kind of start feeling those nudges to like go ahead and get a move on. Because if you're like me, um, my parents be irritating the shit out of me. And, you know, once you're living in somebody's house, especially your parents, well, my parents, you kind of have to like live according to their rules and do things their way, especially in my situation because I have people taking care of me. So... Um, I do owe a certain bit of my, like, what's the word? I just owe a little bit of my independence to them, so I'm starting to just kind of figure out what an appropriate time, uh, would be for me to move. Is and I really don't, I don't know, I feel like. The best move for me right now would be to stay at least for like another year or two and save. I feel like that's the most logical thing to me. But with the things that I kind of envision myself doing and wanting to do, it doesn't really seem like it would be logical or not logical, but it doesn't seem like it would be realistic to expect to still, like, be comfortable living at home and living the lifestyle that I'd be living or, like, pursuing the things in the the fashion I would want to pursue them. Not that I'd be, like, doing anything bad, but, like, just to be able to have, like, the... The flexibility of like a true adult because once you like move out and you pay your own bills, that's when you become like a full fledged adult. And I don't really know if I'm ready for that full responsibility because once you're in it, you're in it. And there's, I mean, there's going back, but nobody wants to go back to their parents' house. You know what I mean? I know I don't. I know once I move out, I want to be moved out. And then I like, if I need to go back home, it needs to be like, oh, I'm getting my house built, I'm getting my condo built. Or whatever the case may be, like I'm in between cribs, but like I got a crib security type shit. I don't want to be like, oh, I couldn't, you know, make rent or I couldn't, you know, I couldn't pay my bills on time. So I need to like scale back. I don't want that for myself. I want to be set up very nice and securely before I make that step to be independent um, because I just don't want that that failure on my belt to be honest I feel like a lot of the shit that I think about in a lot of the way that I, or a lot of the uh way that I reason with myself is low-key based on the fear of failure but I just that's how I be thinking I don't want to have to backtrack with anything in life like I hate that I had to uh go back to who it is and backtrack and like I said settle I don't want to settle you know just because I feel like I need to rush right now and I don't really know where this pressure is coming from um i think a little bit low-key for my dad but i think it's coming from somewhere else i'm trying to like pinpoint it and i don't know where i don't know where to start looking or analyzing because i'm for the most part i'm okay um but there's a part of me that's like i don't know if you need to be here necessarily and it's just this constant like tug of war between like my logical side and my emotional side because usually I think with my emotions and I operate on emotions but I've been trying to be a lot more logical lately and I feel like I've been doing a lot better because of it but I don't want to be that person that loses their heart because I've always uh led with empathy and like being able to feel that to make me who I am so I don't want to lose that Um, in this specific situation it's been hard because I be moving on emotions and that gets me into trouble but at the same time being logical isn't always the most logical answer um I'd honestly feel okay with staying home until like a cool 23 and just like saving because my whole thing about um black young adults moving out is that a lot of black kids and like black teenagers black young adults are forced to move out at a super young age like i know people that have been living on their own since 16 like that's young you're still a baby you're still a child you know what i mean i know people who have been helping their parents pay bills since they were 16 since they were able to work you know what i mean helping their grandparents because they can't work or because they have siblings whatever the case may be and that's an exorbitant amount of responsibility on someone who can't even drink yet you know what I mean? Like I think I'm a firm believer in setting up your children up for success, and that's why I'm very thankful for my situation. Like I'm very privileged to even be able to sit here and say, like, what? Well, I just I'm just focusing on saving because a lot of people can't save; they don't have the wiggle room or the luxury of saving. Because at this point in our society, saving is a luxury. Because a lot of people, their paychecks literally just pay for the the necessities just barely so um I think that parents um should ideally be able to set their kids up to be able to go through their childhood up until they graduate high school until they graduate college until they get their uh their big boy big girl career set up they should be able to support them um, and allow them to build their financial foundation so that once they get out there into the real world as an adult, they're not you know, behind, but instead they're ahead. They have a savings account, they know about investments, you know what I mean? They have started their, their credit and built it up. They have a line of credit. They have, you know, an idea of how to, you know, just go about certain things financially and all the responsibilities that come with handling your business as a young adult without having to make those mistakes first because you had to. Does that make sense? And that's why I want to succeed so bad is because I definitely want to start that I want not start that because I feel like that's what my parents have done um but definitely continue that and make it even more prevalent like my kids um they I'm not gonna say they won't work but or anything like that but they'll definitely have savings accounts you know and as they grow older, and once they get the time comes, they'll get the money that they've, you know, put into that savings account times two for me, like, I'll match that shit, type shit, I want to teach them about generational wealth, I want to get them to understand that, you know, in order to, you know, build the generation of, you know, the generational, uh what's it called, these trust funds and you know the generational wealth like white people have done for centuries and generations you have to set up the next version of you and that's all I not all I think about but that is what's in the back of my mind when I make these like decisions of you know financial responsibility I'm just like how could this benefit future me and how could this benefit like uh, the kids that I'm, like, gonna bring into, like, the next generation. So, I really want for myself to, like, be able to be financially independent fully before I move out. I want to be able to move out with my dog. Like, that's how I'll know that I'm financially, like, stable to be able to move out. Like, if I can't take miles with me, I don't need to be going anywhere. Um, that is my son, and I feel like at this point he qualifies as my emotional support animal. So that's really my marker for me because Miles is a little bit expensive and he be eating and he is very, very like needy. So once I'm able to do that, that's how i know I'm ready to move out. Um, I really, 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 really would never really want to leave without Miles because that's my baby. Do you know how sad I would be? Do you know how sad I would be? And honestly, beyond that, I am not trying to move into no rinky-dinky-ass apartment just trying to call myself independent, babe. I need a Shout out to my girl Coco, my other Courtney, um, that I met at Hooters. She is older and she was like, babe, honestly, I'm not moved out of my parents' house until I got, like, the bread stacked up that I want to have stacked up and nobody's gonna make me feel bad about it because all my friends got these shitty-ass apartments. They ain't got no washing no dryer, you know, they ain't got, they got these small-ass kitchens, these small-ass bathrooms. I ain't never lived like that before in my life and I'm not from the start now, you know. I mean, like, not that I don't, I can't start from the bottom, but bitch, I'm not gonna be out here with the roaches not gonna happen not if I can help it not if I got a place that I can call home for free or damn near free and all I got to do is you know a couple of responsibilities and maybe pay a couple hundred for miscellaneous things so I'm just really not in a rush all in all but I know that it is a goal of mine to be able to move out and to be like independent but I just know what comes with you know, moving out. Not that my parents will just wash their hands in me. Because I feel like when I move out, they'll be even more willing to, like, help me out with certain things. Because I am, like, on my own taking care of myself once I'm to that point, And, like, actually taking care of all of my responsibilities. That's the type of parents that um, I have. Like, if I'm, like, doing everything that I need to do, they don't really have a problem, like, stepping in and, like, helping out. But when they feel that I'm off track that's when they're like, hold on, bitch. Um so I'm just not in too big of a rush, but I, I do want to be making strides to be able to move out for sure. Um but that's not my priority and I'm not gonna make anybody like shame me or make me feel bad about it. The only thing that really would make me want to move out is the fact fact, or the fact that I can't move exactly how I want to move when I want to move because I'm under somebody else's roof but it's not to a point to where like it's unbearable like I have a lot of freedom as a 20 year old woman to be honest I don't really have much restriction the few like little things that do be pissing me off they be pissing me off but other than that I'm fine I'm cool and I can deal for now until I can't deal but I doubt it would ever get that serious for me to be honest um, If y'all are listening and you have moved out at a young age, let me know. What age did you move out? How much did your first apartment cost? Because I remember niggas was talking about apartments being like $700, $800. All apartments that I've been looking at have been $1,200 $1, a month leases. And I'm just trying to figure out where y'all work at. I'm trying to figure out where y'all work at. So I can come apply too. Because, babe, $1,200 a month for me right now is just, like, astronomical. Um, I just, I'm like it. I'm literally speechless. Because I promise you that used to be the rent of like super like not super luxurious apartments but like you know apartments that like have actual upgrades and nice finishes and real good amenities nowadays these niggas put in a silver motherfucking microwave and call it fifteen hundred dollars a month bitch this kitchen is the size of my motherfucking car and my car is small what the fuck are you saying a nigga can't even get around the oven to this bitch what are you talking about bathroom connected to the living room the fuck is you saying 1500 nigga can't even can't nigga can't even put her legs out it's 200 square feet in this bitch <laughs> like what are you saying no 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 the do don't like that the do don't, don't like that at all the do don't, don't like that whatsoever So yeah honestly I just made up my mind as I was talking cause that shit actually pissed me off just thinking about it baby I'm gonna be stacking my money and y'all gonna catch me when you catch me alright whenever I do have my little keys on the the ground, you know just know I did work hard for that shit cause I'm gonna have some nice shit whenever I do move out in Jesus name Um, I just won't be subjecting myself to uh, living in the bottom of the barrel no offense to any of y'all who had to get out the mud cause I, I shit I commend you and you got character for sure and you definitely a hustling ass bitch but if I got the choice I'm gonna definitely stick with my with my resources now I can assure you that so if you don't know I am a very avid reader I love to read books specifically non-fiction I love a good story um it's really one of my favorite pastimes I'm gonna go read a chapter up top of this. Um, so with the Browns book. Whenever I get done uh, recording and edit, editing this, um, it's so relaxing for me, and just being able to escape into a book and I'm able to visualize the characters and the plot in my head. It is a luxury because I know a lot of people don't read, and they don't read because it doesn't do anything for them um and i'm just i feel lucky because that was just a way that i was able to escape as a kid and relax as a kid and it just it not only gets me in touch with my inner child but it's a good just like therapy it's my leisure time it's self care and i appreciate it so, I really want to recommend a book for y'all and I always tell people about this book because it's so good and it made me cry and I'm a big stand for anything that makes me cry because if you can touch my emotions, you're touching my heart and that means that you did a really good job. So, the book that I really want to tell y'all about is The Authenticity Project. Um, I'm not sure who it's by. I can't quite recall um but it's about a woman who owns a coffee shop and she lives in what was that accent for a second like it was I in Jersey was I in Jersey for a second no I wasn't but um she owns a coffee shop and I think it's like in the UK or something like England and uh she is lonely she doesn't have any kids she's about like 40 or 30 or something like that and she's she's watching her life go by uh, her coffee shop isn't doing the best, it's okay, business is steady, but, you know, she's kind of like riding the tight line of not being able to afford her mortgage. And, you know, she's watching all of her friends, all the people that she, she knows, getting married and engaged, having kids, starting families, celebrating, loving each other. And she doesn't really have anybody. Her mom passed away and all she has is her. So, she starts a book called The Authenticity Project. And, she you know, she names it. She writes her story in the book and she leaves it on the table of her coffee shop for someone to pick up and for the next person to write their story and pass along. So it ends up getting picked up by um, three or was it four different people. Um, it makes its rounds around the world and it's just... It's such an inspiring book because it gets in touch with all of their personal stories and it just touches on, you know, the themes of going after what you want when you want it and living life to the fullest and being authentic, not just with, you know, the people around you, but with yourself. Because a lot of the times we pass people, we see people, we know people, and we don't even know their story. We don't know their true heart, what they value, their principles, you know, the things that they love, the things that they care about, the things that they're passionate about, um, you know, if they're going through some shit, you know what I mean? Like, we just don't know a lot about the people that we probably see pretty often. And a lot of the times we don't care because a lot of the times... We, we can't step outside of that bubble that is our own ego and our own problems and our own reality to be able, to be able to even extend that, that mental capacity. And this book was so good because it just showed, you know, a couple people from completely different backgrounds. There was an older gentleman who used to be a super, super famous artist globally who knew, um a bunch of different fashion designers artists you know who was you know in museums art galleries, you know in fashion shows just living life um you know a solo traveler a accounting executive who had a fucking uh not gambling addiction but a drinking addiction and a drug addiction um a nanny a teacher A social media influencer who was also a mom who was having trouble in her marriage and you know they all could connect on some type of a level because of the human experience the human experience is nothing short of you know uh it's not too far from the person next to you it's the easiest way for me to put that in like simplistic terms sounding too up. a lot of the things that we go through and the themes of the things that we go through somebody is experiencing but in a different way and i've learned that a lot like that's something i picked up on a lot lately is that the things that i struggle with i'm not the only one struggling with and i know it sounds so stupid like the bitch but really like sometimes it just feels like you and maybe a few other people in the world are just like in this predicament and you know learning these lessons but you learn that millions and billions of other people are you know learning the same shit or learning the same shit that you're learning and going through the same shit that you're going through in the same exact moment and you're just literally just different characters and different plot lines But same principles, same theme, same problems, same outcomes, same solutions. And um, it was just so beautifully written. It really was. um, Love unconditionally. Love without boundaries. Love without expectation. Uh, Go after your dreams. Have discipline. It it was such a good book, y'all. I don't want to tell y'all the whole plot line, but that's the gist of the book and I really hope that y'all are able to get it and get something out of it because I know I didn't and I think about it I think about it a lot because it taught me a lot I had bought it um I think like last year during the pandemic and then I had lost it uh sometime during the fall semester or my last semester of college that I had been attending and I couldn't find it and I was like well if God wants me to read it and finish it I'll, it'll appear whenever I'm meant to read it and sure enough I found it um, a couple months ago, and I ended up finishing it, and I, it was right on time, it gave me every message that I needed to hear in that moment, um, it, if you come from, like, a spiritual background, it'll definitely resonate with you, I know it resonated with me, like I said, it literally made me cry, oh my god, it was so, 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 so good, it was beautifully, beautiful, I, um, Want to get another book from that author because her storytelling abilities were immaculate. Like when I saw otherly was in it, bitch, like grits, it was amazing. Um, I actually want to make this a uh like a permanent sub sub. What's the word called, y'all? I be high spoken. I don't know how to talk, so I just be stuttering and forgetting what the fuck I'm gonna say. But y'all be bearing with me, and I appreciate that um i want to make this a sub topic a permanent sub topic maybe like a little mini book club i don't know like if i just let y'all know what book i'm reading in the moment and y'all start reading it and we can discuss it'll be real cute but y'all don't be talking to me when i ask y'all questions so i don't know y'all be acting like y'all don't want to fuck with me or saying but well, well. I'm just playing y'all but dead ass so just let me know if y'all want to like read books together I hope y'all read I don't know or movies or like music but I really want to talk about books I'm probably gonna do books anywho that's all I have for y'all today I really hope y'all enjoyed this episode I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your Sunday if you're listening on this beautiful Sunday night which I'm releasing it um if not have a beautiful rest of your week Love, live, cut that nigga off, beat the hell ass, but not really. Don't catch no charges, y'all. I don't be like what well, Courtney said. Courtney ain't say all that. I ain't say all that. But definitely stand up for yourself, stand in your authority. It's eclipse season. Cut everything off that's not serving you. Um, cause it's time to move on to bigger and better things. I love y'all the most, and I will see y'all next time.